Salutations! Welcome to Spiritual Blitherings, Philosophical Ponderings, and Everything Ramblings at the Hopeful Humans Cafe. This is a Just Some Guy production, and I'm that guy, your host, Steve the Hopeful Humanist. Today we're going to talk about ideas and flow, the good life, and resources for our spiritual toolbox. Welcome to 2023. To start off, this will be not only a quote for this specific episode, but I think this is going to be my mantra for this upcoming year. It's a book I've picked up a number of times and I never did finish it. I guess it just didn't resonate with me at uh, those past points. I did get through it somewhat, uh, but I, I, I didn't complete it in its entirety from front to back. And But I picked it up now and it really has um, resonated with me. It's, it's, it struck a chord. It is... Uh, a quote from Henry David Thoreau, Walden. It's uh, from the chapter where I lived. I went to the woods because I wished to live deliberately, to front only the essential facts of life, and see if I could not learn what it had to teach, and not, when I came to die, discover that I had not lived. It's it's you know reminiscent of socrates thought that the unexamined life is a life not worth living it's it's a it's a call to live mindfully to live consciously and past years i may have had uh, at at the at this turning of the page at this possible start of a new chapter i may have had resolutions i may have talked about vision boards this year i just want to hold on to the that thought by Thoreau. And uh, I started this episode by opening the door to my shed in, in my backyard. It's a wood shed. And I kind, of, I kind of thought it would be apropos to have this episode in my shed because it might have been kind of creating a sense of what it would have been like for Henry when he lived at Walden Pond. And uh, for, the, for those two years, two months, and I think it was two days, uh, lived a very simplified uh, existence uh, and and the world can be very overwhelming and I think there's some wisdom to slowing things down and I find myself now um, when when it seems like I'm revved up because there's so much to do and so much on my plate I'm attempting to be mindful and just say take a breath you know just slow things down instead of always doing, you know, what would it like to just be for a little bit? So for this year, uh, I'm going to try to embrace and make this the year of living deliberately. And I've had a couple of little projects and, I'm, and I've, I've had some check marks. Uh, one activity I started, I think, uh, about five years ago, I think it was 2018, uh, when my niece uh, moved to Montreal to start her uh, university academic, um, to pursue academics at, at the university level, um, at the University of Montreal. Uh, we were we are at this restaurant, and I uh, had collected some envelope, uh, not envelopes, but um, napkins and and i i gave a napkin to my to my niece and to my sons and i said you know like this is kind of a turning point 
It wasn't the beginning of a year, but it was a transition period nonetheless. And I invited everyone, and they got excited about it, to kind of write what, what I'm going to call a life card. You know, imagine it's, it's, uh, it's the size of a business card, but instead of identifying who you are in terms of that uh, sense of, you know, this is, this is my work, this is the job, this is what I do, this is my title, uh, and this is how you, you would contact me, that, uh, you know, create a card and imagine moments when you're meeting someone else. And uh, during the introductions, you take out your card and they would take out their card and you would pass it to each other and it would be that, that initial uh, starting point of getting to know one another. And on the, on the card, it would be, you know, an introduction of, you know, who you are, how you see yourself and different words or different pictures that would capture at that moment the essence of who you are, knowing that the world is full of change, uh, we're constantly changing, and uh, the idea has evolved that, uh, you know, I I'm, I'm now uh, have done it with my, with my nephew as well, and continue it with my boys, and they have a collection of life cards, or what we can call essence cards. So I think that could be a really interesting activity for anyone that's listening to this uh, episode right now. You know, you started off the new year, perhaps you have resolutions, perhaps you don't. And, you know, either direction, you know, it's neither good nor bad. It is what it is. But in, in terms of like a, uh, a touch point with oneself, uh, a reflection point and kind of like the world is going to place demands on us. There are all these greedy institutions that want all of us. Um, but so we don't forget who it is that uh, we are, what it is that we value, the things that are important to us. You know, uh, get a, a little bit of uh, cardstock and cut it to the dimensions of a business card, and in just with with pen or um, pencil or pencil crayons, um, in an artistic sense. Create that business card for yourself. I like to date it so I can, you know, in the future when I do other cards, um, I can kind of see the change or I can see what remains to be constantly true of me over time. So, you know, the, the business, uh, the life card or the essence card that I did for myself um, this year is, is quite simple. Uh, I had an interest in moving in the direction of life coaching. I've moved away from that. Uh, I'm more inclined to see myself as a uh, self-care ambassador. And that's what I have on my card. Self-care ambassador, conversationalist, enthu uh, conversational, conversation enthusiast. Explore, expand, become. And on the back I have chatterless mind. Right? I, I want to kind of move in, in the direction and create practices where I can um, tame those wild horses, uh, be aware of monkey mind and the things that I can do to manage monkey mind. And for me, a large part of that is, is simply noticing. You know? yeah, I had a, a wonderful conversation with a friend not too long ago, and I had not seen this friend in almost three years because of the way in which the world was disrupted because of the COVID-19 pandemic. And uh, we, we had a 
a meeting in the a, a meeting of the minds in the morning. We came together. We had breakfast. He treated me, and we we just kind of talked about um, those things that we were noticing uh, without judgment. We all we also noticed that uh, that things seem to unfold in a direction when you give your your yourself time and space uh, to be with oneself and, and then kind of just notice. We, we kind of identified that there's this kind of process where you, you know, if you just kind of notice, you know, like are you feeling motivated or are you not feeling motivated? Are you feeling connected? Are you feeling lonely? Like whatever it is that you're noticing, that uh, just notice it and, and without judgment, sit with it. And there seems to be a point when when you do that, like something comes to light, you know? you know, are you noticing a pain in your shoulder? Are you noticing a, a lack of motivation to, to get out of bed or that, the, that life requires a lot of energy or feeling swamped because of all the things on your plate? You're like, just notice. And if you kind of can sit there and just be with it, and, and kind of do that acceptance thing, um, it seems like we, we arrive at a point where something comes to light. And, you know, while this is happening, of course, we have to keep on keeping on. Uh, we might have to pay our bills. We, might, we still have to go to work. We still have to um, try to take care of ourselves, uh, whether that's playing pickleball or going for a walk or doing yoga. And... When the something comes to light, it, we become aware of uh, this this bearing of responsibility. It's like, okay, you know, how long how long do I want to stay in this? If it's if it's not necessarily desirable, if it's not healthy, if it's not helpful, and, and there's this, uh, you know, a recognition of a, a bearing of responsibility, and and then. Uh, Okay, well then, I, like I, I need to move in in a direction, what, and those movements can be any a number of things. And uh, as I was thinking about this process, and you know, just noticing um, like the circumstances of this conversation, the circumstances of where I am at right now, I started to think about self care. And for me, as a self-care ambassador, you know, if I was to right now be handing you my card, uh, you would be uh, receiving it, you would be looking at it, you'd be seeing, you know, Steve the Hopeful Humanist, self-care ambassador, uh, the, the, the goal of moving towards a uh, chatterless mind and living mindfully. I, I, and, and in the process, hopefully I would receive yours. I'm not sure what would be on your card, and that would be exciting to see it. Um, but as, as I'm thinking about all the discussions that uh, I'm passionate about, and, and specifically this discussion about self-care, I, lately I've been noticing, I've been, ha I've been having thoughts about what I'm going to call the hard case of self-care. You know, the hard case. And possibly um, a, a, a way of being with it that doesn't seem to be the usual way in which we might be with it. And I think there could be some relief perhaps 
in, in having this discussion uh, with others for ourselves and for others. So what, what is the hard case? The hard case of self-care would be when we are sharing with someone else or someone else is sharing with us all the reasons why we can't do self-care. I don't have enough time. Someone might have a full-time job. They might also be attempting to start a business. Um, someone uh, might have a job that requires them to be on call. And, you know, in a sense, in a, that's as if someone has two uh, positions of employment uh, because you're working your regular hours plus after hours. Uh, you know, many, many parents talk about feeling like being taxi drivers in uh, the after hours of work, um, taking uh, their, their children to uh, this uh, lesson or that lesson, swimming perhaps, or karate. Um, there, there's, you know, all this stuff happening. And we say to ourselves, or someone said to us, I don't have time for self-care. Right. And then, and then uh, another example of the hard case is, well, I don't, have, I don't have time and I don't have energy. I'm so exhausted. I'm so depleted. I can't muster up any energy other than the energy that's required to do the keep on keeping on. Um, because uh, the things on my plate just keep on piling up. And, and then someone might share, I can't afford self-care, right? can't afford it you know it's it's an it's an indulgence it's a luxury um, you know the idea that maybe self-care uh, requires money and I, I was thinking about how often when the hard case is presented about why someone can't take self uh, time uh, and, and do things uh, for self-care often a reaction is from caring people Right. Good intentions paved the road to hell. Uh, good intentions. Right. Um, well, you know, have you thought about uh, looking at your schedule? Have you thought about um, reprioritizing things? Have you thought about uh, your ideas about what self-care is? And maybe you've got some thought errors going on and, and maybe uh, self-care is not so out of reach. But I mean, if... If we just put ourselves in the other person's shoes, I, I think we might want to ask ourselves if whoever we might be trying to encourage, if, if we were to go in that, that kind of direction that we often find ourselves in when someone shares that they're struggling with something and they don't have time to take care of themselves, and we go to that solution-focused place, which is not strange. And we're like, well, you know, have you tried this? Have you tried that? I wonder if we just took that... Uh, empathy approach and we just put ourselves in their shoes if, if we would ask ourselves would I actually in fact do any better would I in fact do any better and maybe right now what's going on is an issue of scarcity that because of the circumstances at this point you know a person maybe we're at point B and maybe at point A uh, self-care was a non-issue maybe self-care was a incorporated into the very way in which the, the person was living and leisure was a leisure and recreation were a part of that person's life but something happened 
and now there's a scarcity of time or there's a scarcity of money there's a scarcity of issue uh, of energy and and the person um, is really struggling I'm wondering if there could be benefit to just instead of going quickly to that solution focused place just validating that for the person saying you know what it must be hard right now it must be hard and and the validation might be just like being a good listener and really putting yourself in their shoes and saying yeah you know um, it, it seems like this is a hard place to be and it's not going to be easy to get out of and I'm not talking about staying in that place forever I'm just saying that to 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 go too soon to this idea of like creating an action plan and action steps kind of in a sense doesn't validate a person's experience it's kind of dismissive it's diminishing right and it really is easy to be stoic with other people's problems as I shared before you know and and so there could be some value in just saying you know it must be hard and and this is and sharing with them this is the hard case of self-care you're not alone you're not alone a lot of people and and just so what do you notice how does it feel what are your thoughts what how's it feel in your body to be in a place where you know you need self-care because if you, if you don't get self-care at some point as Gabor Mate would say the body will say no and we will get sick right so how does that feel what do you notice and just just let it be for a while I think there's a lot of pressure put on the individual to take care of him her or oneself and I think you know the way we framed it as self-care uh, if, if we looked at it differently and we talked about interbeing wellness that my wellness requires me to be in uh, connection and community with others so that we can support each other and we can become the scaffolding for one another I, I think that could make um, a big difference and uh, that our thinking has um, it's 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 been framed that if we're not doing well it's because we bear the responsibility completely for that doing well and that that's not fair I don't think it's fair I think there are definitely um, individual uh, dynamics to consider and I also think that there are social aspects to consider and uh, I have uh, some young people um, my wonderful son and his friend that are outside and making um, uh, well they're not making anything other than playing and uh, perhaps uh, engaging in um, some self-care getting some fresh air being outside uh, so I'm just going to acknowledge that uh, in terms of um, my conversation right now so I do want to highlight that there might be a resource that could be helpful uh, for people uh, called the International Self-Care Foundation and it has a lot of information about um, self-care definitions of self-care and action steps that people can take to to move in the direction of good health and a recognition that it's not all something that relies and, and rests solely on the individual and that uh, there is a community aspect and we want to be aware of that 
So I'm not, I'm not going to try to go beyond what I've shared. I'm going to just let it sit. That's the hard case. The hard case is there could be points in one's life where doing self-care is difficult. Right? It's difficult. And I think that as a caring person, what we might want to do is to give an ear, to listen, uh, to support, validate, and recognize that uh, due to issues of scarcity, um, self-care might not be around the corner. Uh, and we might have to, to be patient and, you know, uh, a place to uh, start would be just noticing, you know, noticing what's happening for us as we find ourselves in this hard place. So I hope that uh, that might be helpful for anyone that might find him, her, or oneself in that place of the hard case for self-care. I just want to say you're not alone. And I'm going to have a, uh, an additional discussion about this because I feel like, you know, um, when we recognize we're in the hard case and we accept that and we notice and recognize and we kind of sit with it, uh, that there comes a point where we then want to, because it becomes uncomfortable, that we, we, we want to do something and we, we want to move in a direction. And uh, so we're going to have some um, additional talks and think about uh, what, what we might do to, to, create a, to create a shift and to pivot. And let's just sit with the discomfort. Peace, take care, be well and share.